This is the Chester County Real Estate Podcast, bringing you the info you need to make your next move a great one. This show is brought to you by Remax Ace Realty. For show notes and links, go to acerealtypa.com slash podcast. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Chester County Real Estate Podcast. This is the show that gives you the information you need to make your next move a great one. I'm your host, Sean Dominski, and today I'm sitting down with Bobby Holmes, Associate Broker here at REMAX Ace Realty. And today we're just going to talk a little bit about the market, what he's seeing, and what the market's kind of doing um, kind of in the moment right now. Um, Bobby, thanks for sitting down. Yeah, yeah. Pleasure to be here as always. Yeah. I wanted to kind of get that like front lines uh, news from the front lines, sure. basically the trenches. Yeah, from the trenches, exactly. Um, so you've been—I uh, mean, the summer's been weird. What have you been? It's been hot. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> the dog days—I've called them. So, um, you know, in our area here, in our local market, in what I think the Northeast region of the United States. We typically have a bit of a slowdown in the summer, even in the best of markets. I usually call the 4th of July the magical window that buyers could start to regain some footing after what's historically been a challenging spring market. Um, folks start going to the beach, they start going to company picnics, taking their two weeks vacation. They're not seeing houses on the weekends right. as intensely as they were in the spring. So, so July Fourth, in your experience, is where pretty much the spring market kind of grinds to a halt, or, yeah, or it a, finally touches down. That's it, a big been, pivot point. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, depending on when the the kids get out of school, it seems to be a hectic time. Um, again, in the downtown market here, Chester County, we have some really great school systems. So, real estate, I think, is primarily driven by the schools, you know, as we, we transition into talking about the fall market, you know, now there's this big push to get kids in for the enrollment period and, you know, purchase your house before the school year so that right. they can start start on time. So traditionally, let, let's just talk about what we've seen. So um, usually, we, you know, obviously we have spring market, summer market, fall market, winter market. So just assuming there's like, there's four uh, periods or so. If you think the spring market ends in July 4th, mm -hmm. then we hit, hit the summer market, things slow down. Yeah. Um, for me, mm -hmm. my, the, the date that I circle in my calendar is around August 15th. Okay. That's the, the period where I think most people have taken that two-week vacation. Uh, they start to prep the kids to get back into school. And if they're look, still looking to buy, if they've, you know, drudged through the mud, mm -hmm. through the spring market, and they said, hey, let's revisit this in the fall, yeah. um, you know, they, they too are starting to hone in on the timing. Um, so, okay, let's get the kids back in school and then let's buy or list our home knowing that the cold winter months are soon coming. So... I noticed a big pickup in appointments I was going on, um, phone calls, buyer activity, activity on my listings, uh, and it, it fell right in line. Um, it has year after year for me. Uh, I know that, you know, that, that depends on, of course, was I prospecting during those hot summer months when I, too, am trying to enjoy the beach and right. go to the pool, but... Um, 
Yeah, they're the the buyers and sellers are out there right now, and I think mm-hmm. there's a with the state of the economy right now and markets there is a sense of urgency mm-hmm. on both sides to to take action either way um there there really is a fl- a flame under people to to move fast mm-hmm. uh, with rising interest rates so with the uncertainty we're so usually the, there is a pickup in the fall market but with this uncertainty you think people are trying to trying to make their move not knowing what's going to happen in the future yeah um you know that it really is always looking in a crystal ball and I'm, right. you know, there's there's folks much smarter than me that you know make predictions on this and often are wrong um <laughs> if, if, oh, yeah. I, if i were right making this call you know i'd be a lot richer man than i am today but um mm-hmm. i'm just trying to look at for me in my business historical data exactly so Yes, I do. I have seen a true spring, a true fall market. Mm-hmm. In the middle, sandwiched in the middle is the summertime. I usually find that's a good buyer window of time mm-hmm. because competition eases a bit. Uh, buyers do take back a little bit more negotiating power, and, I've, and we've certainly seen that this year. Did you notice in previous summers it almost like there wasn't a sum- there wasn't a summer market because it was just hot straight through i feel like this year like we're starting to get back to i would say a healthy ebb and flow whereas before it was just like craziness all year round like it it didn't slow down in the summer at all because it was so backed up well and it didn't slow down in the winter either right um i would say maybe four or five years ago for me the january through Mm -hmm. early beginning of march mm-hmm. were typically business building opportunities for me mm-hmm. you know that's when i'd maybe fine-tune my logo or you know i'd, I'd <laughs> create some new marketing plans or shoot some new videos yeah, right? some videos right, the, some the, podcasts right the things that are gonna you know be fruitful for you later in the year or you know years later by mm-hmm. you know just growing yourself as a in, as a professional yeah um but this year there was no break so um you know home sales were you know continuing january february i mean flying through march so um, we missed that opportunity this year and i think even last year um so it was a bit of a honestly um almost felt like a a bit of a relief i think Mm -hmm. for a lot of agents when there was a bit of a halt this Mm -hmm. summer you know it's a a time to enjoy your family because working as a you know commission only individual um you know you gotta you gotta get it while it's hot right so you gotta get the money while it's there and gain the business while it's there and if there is no pause, you know, that can quickly lead to burnout. So it's important when you're, when you're talking about agents who are hands-on with their, with their, uh, clients and customers, um, a lot of these, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of agents will be like, Oh no, you build systems. It's like, okay, when you're buying, when you're making the largest purchase of your life, do you want to get shoved into a system or do you want someone who's actually going to be responsive sure. and text you back? And that comes at a, you know, 
uh, th there needs to be a healthy balance there sure. for the benefit of the buyers and the sellers too. So. Absolutely, that's that's one of the the strengths I think that I bring yeah. to the table when I go on listing appointments. I explain that you know I have a team of folks working behind me. I have people to assist me with showings and open houses and coordination of the transactions. And um, you know we have I have colleagues working with me to support these clients. However. I'm the main point of contact, and that's what right. people want to see. Um, they don't want to be passed off to, you know, somebody else on the, you know, the right the chain of the pyramid there. So, unless there's a question that they, they you they someone else generally has to answer, like if it's a specific title question, they can ask you. You might have to refer back to the title person, but you will be that point of contact they will be talking sure to you, i'm not so. you know there's most times i'm not going to have the answer every time that's right i think that's um you know uh, a sign of a you know an individual that's you know worth you know trusting this big purchase or mm -hmm. sell in your life you know that they have the knowledge and the the resources to go find the right answer and you know that's mm -hmm. that's what i have i have you know, supporting cast around me, uh, but at the same time, they don't want to talk to twenty different individuals. They want to talk to one person. Mm -hmm. um, so, I really pride myself on being that person. But folks that can buy houses typically yeah. are working. You know, maybe let's let's just call it a nine to five job. I know those hours of you know shift <laughs> in this new world here, but yeah. um, you know they they are ready to discuss business on mm -hmm. nights, weekends, and those challenging times for myself already working mm -hmm. all day long and, you know, service and client. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what, that comes mm -hmm. with the business. That's well, and also you have to prepare yourself for. I feel like that's also comes down to experience too. Cause an agent who hasn't been through several years, a couple different market cycles, haven't, hasn't really had that experience don't really understand when they're supposed to be grinding and when they're supposed to be coasting and then getting gearing up to grind again. Um, and they, you know, they, it's, or they get, they get bad advice. Like you just grind all the time and, you know, it's important to take that step back and know when you work on your website or you're, you know, doing the videos and stuff like that. Cause you don't want to get in the middle of a project in, in the wrong market. And now you've got your hands full and you can't help the, the, the customers and clients as much too. So absolutely. That's a really good point. Um, it's something that funny, funny enough, I'm always discussing with my wife. Um, you know, the seasonally, I've maintained, you know, a mm -hmm. bit of an ebb and flow. And, and as I was first starting out, it was unfortunately more like this, as yeah. you're learning the business and learning how to, you know, build and generate more leads. Um, but there is a time and a place for each activity. So uh, my wife's looking at me and, you know, <laughs> the, the late July on a hot summer day, what are you doing today? You know, why aren't you showing houses? <laughs> well, Sweetheart, I've told you before, you know, the the market moves like the market moves. Mm -hmm. Right now is a bit of a slow period where, you know, I'm I'm focusing on making new videos and putting mm -hmm. out content and updating um, different disclosures I have and, and trying to put more systems in place to make the fall even easier for me, right. having learned lessons in the spring. So, um, 
years that looking back that I am successful, I am able to maintain business, of course, during those times, but um, it isn't as intense and fast moving as April, May, right, early June, right, when all those, um, you know, those spring market deals are, are, are really in high speed. So, um, yeah, so there is a time to run, there's a time to walk. Mm -hmm. Um, it is important to be able to recognize those times because you're going to burn yourself out. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've gotten really down on myself when I'm out prospecting, canvassing and knocking on doors in the beginning of a hot, you know, August month and the business just isn't there while everybody's on vacation this week. Right. And, and I'm starting to get down on myself. Like I can't, close any business right now well you know am i am i running uphill that's Mm -hmm. that's the question i'm always asking myself so now with those ebb and flows what are the seller what challenges that a seller seeing because if ideally you know listing your house in the spring is a little bit different than listing your house in the fall and if you're listing in the middle of winter or the middle of summer it's probably because you have to Mm -hmm. um but there's different strategies if you're moving up you know it's okay to get a little bit less on your home sale if you're going to if the house that you're buying is going to be a little bit less too sure so at the low parts you know you can be a you can be selling a home but still be a buyer because a move up buyer is the the large the larger number is going to be on the purchase side Mm -hmm. whereas if you're moving down you're more focused on getting the most for your your house not necessarily getting a deal on the next one um but like so right now we're we're kind of mid-fall we were talking a little bit before about how f- long the fall market goes into. So I personally think that, you know, a good, I mean, a good indicator really is daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. Because once daylight saving times comes and people are getting, are basically it's getting dark on people's way home from work. Sure, sure. That really limits your ability to go out and see houses. And so you have all the buyer activities kind of squeezed into the weekends. You can't really, you're not going to, I don't. I wouldn't recommend someone buy a house in the dark. No way. <laughs> so you're, all the buyer activity gets squeezed into the weekends because people aren't even home until it's dark out. Right. Um, and that's where I kind of plan. If you want to kind of plan on when the market's going to slow down, I always say just just watch those dates and plan accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're pretty spot on there. There. So not only do we have seasonal challenges this year, but you know, currently – we are looking to understand, you know, where is the the Federal Reserve going to put interest rates in the next month, mm-hmm. in three months, right? We're, so we're, we're trying to forecast that because that is going to have significant impact on home values and home sales, as we've seen in the past. So there is a, let's say, um, additional, you know, fuel to the fire to get moving right away. But mm-hmm. yes, that is a real a real problem that I often don't think about until I have a showing scheduled, you know, around, uh, you know, October 1st and I go, Oh my gosh, it's dark out. Right. I'm going, and I'm going through, you know, my, uh, my junk drawer looking for batteries for a flashlight to bring to these shows. And yeah, you know, it's, it, it just becomes challenging. And then as soon as the snow starts, forget about it. We start having all kinds of inclement weather, um, open houses canceled. Mm-hmm. Sellers don't want, you know, wet feet in their house, right? So they're postponing showings. So, so there are, um, you know, definitely seasonal factors to to consider. So, I usually 
so we talked about the fall beginning around August 15th mm-hmm. to beginning of September after they get the kids in. Okay, they're looking, but then maybe they take action as soon as the kids are back in school. And then really things do come to a halt right around December 1st. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're seeing those fall sales starting to close. Okay, so there's still activities to be done. You're, you know, there you're still seeing other realtors you, you're friends with on social media settled. Congratulations, right? Posting pictures of homes right. for sold, but folks really do start pinching pennies for the holidays mm-hmm. around December first, starting to think about you know the the costs of you know buying presents for folks or you know spreading holiday cheer and every year the cost keeps rising for those that mm-hmm. things so i think plus you have like the gatherings i get really busy around the holidays yeah. it's just like every weekend's booked out with right. a work party or the wife's work party or you know different kinds of christmas parties and it's great it's a fun time right. but it can be hectic so if you're somebody that really you know you don't have an imperative to move by mm-hmm. a specific date okay you've went through this really challenging spring maybe you've lost out on a few homes with you know multiple offer situations you've mm-hmm. seen interest rates rise astronomically right before your eyes you maybe dip your toe back in in the fall okay if you did it early enough you do it right now mm-hmm. okay you can grab a deal mm-hmm. you can maybe get the home of your dreams if you wait much longer holidays are coming and now you're going to start getting busy. I think that individual starts thinking, well, let's revisit this next spring and see where we're at. Yeah. Um, so I think we will get back to um, a bit of a more, sorry, what you called a balanced mm-hmm. season, you know, a balanced year in that there is a true fall and a true spring market. Um, I, I do think that spring market begins early this year. Okay. I usually say the Super Bowl where um, well it, so I've seen it move earlier and earlier mm-hmm. year after year for me it used to be Valentine's Day after you mm. hand and hand over that card okay get ready to help buy someone buy or sell a home uh, now it's the Super Bowl so it moved two yeah. weeks back now I think it begins late January after um, you know that that first snowplow mm-hmm. goes through and um, um, folks start, you know, looking at well, I want to, I want to buy early this year to beat the mad spring rush again, right? Uh, which creates an intense competitive situation um, in the early spring. We'll call it winter spring because all the buyers always beat the sellers to the market. Yeah. So that's why you're seeing folks buy homes sight unseen in February, late February, early mm-hmm. March because. The sellers are thinking, okay, I want to wait till the flowers bloom. I want to wait till, um, you know, I have all these projects I want to do. It's been freezing cold and I haven't been able to get to them. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're going to, if they're thinking about listing their home, they're typically about five, six, seven projects away from really having their house mm-hmm. show ready. So, you know, then we have a late spring, uh, a uh, late winter snow, and that delays things. So, yeah. So those folks end up not really being ready to come on market until April, May, when you see all the inventory come out. Right. And then by then, it's it's almost too late. 
Well, and that's the other thing. You know, sometimes it's best not to be uh, to to get there first. And you know, when the buyers are coming out in late January, uh, you know, you don't want you don't have as much inventory to compete with as a seller. So for a lot of you know, for some sellers, it makes sense to try to get them out there, even if the projects aren't quite looking as perfect, uh, because there's going to be a lot less to compete with than yeah. that April May. Yeah, there's benefits to both. Um, yeah. My now again, this was a uh, you know an unbelievable spring yeah. for us in the business and for home sellers. But the I had home sell sight unseen. Mm-hmm. I would take a nice video of the home. I do a 3D virtual tour, and I could just put it in the coming soon status, and it would sell. Mm-hmm. And that eased up as more inventory came out. Folks said, "Okay, I literally like this house, but I also want to see this other one first. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it does. It definitely does pay to be either first or to be almost on that back end. Yeah, to almost near the be- late spring, beginning of the summer, where um, home sales rose. It's becoming customary for over asking price offers. The listing price is now the starting bid and buyers are coming to the table with that mindset. So when you list your home, as soon as they see it, they're thinking, you know, mm-hmm. competitive bid situation. So, um, yeah, again, crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right. So let's just, uh, Let's just say, okay, fall 2022, mm-hmm. um, who is in the best position um, with the way things are going right now? Ooh, good question. Um, I'm feeling like there's going to be a bit of a, you know, some feet stuck in the mud right now. Um, buyers seeing these interest rates skyrocket on them. Mm-hmm uncertainty around inflation okay inflation coming in at historical amounts okay so i was gonna say right there i would say so the people who are really concerned about interest rates are those who need to borrow money and so cash buyers wouldn't be as concerned about uh interest rates and then if you're talking about inflation the people who are afraid of inflation would be the cash buyers now I know we've burned through a lot of those cash yeah. buyers over the last couple of years, but I'm kind of now I'm kind of thinking, okay, so if someone is going to be a heavy cash buyer, not mm-hmm. completely, but you know, whereas the mortgage isn't as much of a concern, I'm thinking what price points in Chester County would be would would see that that um, that many people, you know, starter homes. I feel like a lot of FHA, a lot of mortgages, mm-hmm. a lot of financing. Uh, Maybe the higher ends, you have a lot more cash coming to the table where they're looking at inflation and they're kind of concerned that uh, their their money might not buy the same thing a year from now. Well, you know, it's pretty complex. So there's, of there's a lot going on right now uh, in, in the state of the markets and the economy. But I'm thinking if I had to point to who's who's the winner right yeah. now i think it's going to be the investors the cash investors mm. because yes they're not concerned about rising rates rising i've seen typically the investor wants to pay less than the 
person that wants to make that their primary residence and they have a mortgage behind them and they start saying, oh, what the heck's another $10,000 to the price? That's a couple bucks in my mortgage payment, right? So, so they are typically, the mortgagees are typically willing to pay more for the home, okay? Especially if they have an emotional attachment and want to make this their home that mm -hmm. they live in. The investor is strictly looking at their bottom line and a set of numbers on a piece of paper. So mm -hmm. as home sales fall, as rise rates rise, I think the investor comes back into the mix here, having more negotiating power, um, bringing cash to the table, being able to, to close quick. Okay, the, the primary occupancy borrower that need, wants to purchase, um, they've, they're going to want more. They're going to want to inspect their, now. They're going to want, um, they're going to need 30, 60 days to close. The cash buyer can close right away. Mm -hmm. These homes, we've seen home sales fall across the nation since the beginning of the summer. Folks that listed late, late spring, early summer, or in the summer, their homes have been sitting on the market a bit, probably because they priced it a little too high looking mm -hmm. at the comparative sales in the late spring before interest rates rose. So they're sitting on the market and they're starting to panic a bit and a cash borrower comes to the table and says, I can solve all your problems right away and close in two weeks, three weeks. Um, that's that now they're they're getting price movement for having cash whereas in the early spring the the you know primary residence borrower was willing to pay this astronomical price over the asking price and pay for the you know any gap in appraisal so right. you know an investor it just wouldn't be a smart investment right. at that price without the without the other intangible things like oh well this is going to be my home and i don't really care if i'm paying another fifty thousand. this is the right place to you know live my life raise my family you know play mm -hmm. fetch with my dog whatever it may be um i i think they're the ones that are going to start to make out here because the you know we, we look at the the stock markets recently right they're they're not making money on their mm -hmm. investments or their portfolio so Although home sales have fallen, we haven't seen home values decrease. So it's, you know, sometimes not just not taking a loss is a mm -hmm. win. So if they purchase, there still is forecast that there's to be positive appreciation. Plus, you get more, you know, pay down appreciation, cash flow. I call it the triple threat. So I think mm -hmm. they're the ones that stand to win mm -hmm. in the next coming months. Um, for me, I have lots of experience working with investors mm -hmm. um, in the single townhome and multifamily markets. Um, it can be challenging to work with investors in my personal experience because um, there can be a little less um, can be a little less um, you know. Uh, they're going to use who they want that's going to get right. them the best price. So you can be working mm -hmm. with an investor and showing him him or her several properties and if they, you know, if you didn't sign an exclusive buyer agency contract, 
they will drop you, you know, in an instant for somebody that can get them a better price because all that they really care about is their bottom line right. in an investment situation, but as it, would anybody. But is that in their best self-interest down the it, road? It may or may not be. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, of course, up for debate. But um, I've experienced that a few times in the past, mm-hmm. or I've worked with investors that they've used, they've bought many properties and have a portfolio and they've used a number of agents they have no alliance to any of them and they don't want to sign a buyer agency contract with you Mm -hmm. that's where some realtors will draw their line say i won't work with that person Mm -hmm. if they're not going to sign this agency contract with me i'm typically the type of person i like to be point of contact i like to be you know right there with them and i say hey let me let me show you what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know that's up for each individual agent to decide. Um, mm-hmm. You know if, if working with the investor is for them. So that's where I'm shifting. You know that's where I'm shifting my focus, moving back into prospecting for investors. Mm-hmm. Um, working with several right now. Um, we're, we're looking for these properties that have sat on the market and they're ready to take that that price plunge. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, I really appreciate it. Uh, what's the best way that people, what's the best way that people can get a hold of you? Sure. Um, you can call Remax Ace Realty. Just ask for um, Bobby Holmes, the Bobby Holmes team. That's uh, 484-712-0009. Or you can get me on the web at Home Sweet Homes, H-U-L-M-E-S, at G- Home Sweet Homes at gmail.com, homesweethomes.com. All right. All right, man. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for listening. This has been the Chester County Real Estate Podcast. Brought to you by REMAX Ace Realty. Serving buyers and sellers in the Chester County area. Subscribe for new episodes at acerealtypa.com slash podcast. And you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever podcasts are found. This episode is brought to you by Remax Ace Realty in Downingtown, PA. Whether you're looking to buy or sell a home, we have a real estate expert for you. Search for homes or contact an agent at acerealtypa.com.